Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. Today, we're going to talk about how, let's say, wrestle with the question, how important are the Marvel Disney Plus shows? First, I do want to take a moment to spotlight another podcast, somebody I've got to know, as we've mentioned before, through podcasting. But there's a really cool podcast out there called Reclaiming Social Justice, and it's basically a podcast on Catholic social teaching. And I've interacted with with Danny. Just wanted to put this up front if anybody's interested in the stuff Danny is doing regarding social justice. Uh, he drops once a month, actually, every Wednesday. The Reclaiming Social Justice podcast, Catholic social teaching podcast. Yeah. And of course, we'll make sure to link in the show notes as well. Uh, I got to say, kind of envious of that one a month schedule. That sounds really, <laughs> really nice. Yes, right. You're going to talk about but, uh, the, no, the I... ability to bulk record. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. But uh, no, I, I have gotten a chance to listen. Uh, they they were super nice in giving us a shout out on their podcast as well. Uh, so yeah, I, to, to echo what you just said, thank you so much for that. But pertaining to this episode, like Jude said, uh, we're going to be talking about how important are the Marvel Disney Plus shows. So if you are following us on social media, you may know that we actually spotlighted another topic that we were going to be doing. But due to some technical difficulties, we have had to pivot. So even though we got your responses on who your favorite MCU villains are... Uh, we're going to hold on to those until we can regroup on that episode. So don't worry, we'll come back to that. But today, we're going to be talking about this. And to set the stage a little bit, uh, this is a conversation that we've had a couple times on the podcast. Once with Rob Logan, whenever we were covering Loki, and it was a bit of a tangent we got on. Uh, and then again, we had it with uh, TK from There Was an Idea, uh, another Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And so in in that searching uh for a different topic to talk about this week the the final catalyst was an article from screen rant called disney plus marvel shows will face an mcu phase two problem in 2022 but worse uh of course we'll link to that in the show notes but it goes on to detail how expansive the mcu has gotten in just one year and the way that that is going to be something they wrestle with in this current year uh and so so to put it into perspective, uh, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming out in May of this year. It is going to be the first entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to connect to the Disney Plus shows in a very substantial way. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Doctor Strange acknowledging the events of Westview, and there's even hints at a potential inclusion of characters from the What If series as well. Another example um, would be Jonathan Majors. Uh, he's reprising his role as King uh, the Conqueror, or He Who Remains, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, which is interesting. Again, the, the, the phrasing here that we use is reprising his role when I think... His casting for Quantumania was announced prior to him showing up in Loki. So yeah, so that's so the reprising there is kind of a interesting word here. Yeah. 
And finally, another major way that the Disney Plus shows are interconnecting with the movies themselves, uh, Captain America 4 has been announced. And despite the details still being scant, we do know that it is being pinned by Malcolm Spellman, who was the showrunner for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. So this year really feels like the promise of the Disney Plus shows coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to be weighing in uh, with how important these shows are going to be in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So Jude, throwing the question to you, broadly speaking, what is your ideal implementation of the shows into the movies? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't... Put, put your Kevin Feige hat on. Well... I'm going to be honest. I had an answer and then that answer completely got changed. So, yeah. So like initially my thought was broadly speaking, what's your ideal implementation of the Disney plus shows, the movies, uh, man, ideally I would love to see these characters from Disney plus crossover, which I know we're going to get Monica Rambeau in the Marvels, Kamala Khan showing up in the Marvels with Yelena now coming this way uh, from new content, you know? And, and so ideally I would like to see that back and forth uh, jumping around with characters and continuing to do like what Hawkeye did in adding depth to characters into things. That's for me, the ideal. What really actually, I'm going to save this and see what is your ideal implementation. And then I'll say what's what's throwing the monkey wrench in for me. For me, I think my answer comes in two parts. And I the first part is really identifying when I think the shows are working at their best. And that is treating these as limited series. And there will be exceptions to the rules because obviously we have Loki season two. Uh, what if season two, even though that's kind of its own beast. But I think because these are stories that are limited runs like WandaVision if there is a quote-unquote season two I don't think it's going to be WandaVision season two it'll be like okay Wanda's back in another show but it's a different story uh Captain America is in another Disney plus show I don't think it's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier part two does that make sense mm -hmm. it does so if they continue to treat these as limited series I think that will pave the way for them to actually have the same strategy that they have in the movies. Set a story up, complete it, and leave hooks for potential either sequels within its own story or popping up in other entries as well. Um, because if they stick to that limited series idea, I think that's what... And I, this is going to sound super hypocritical because the whole genesis of this episode was the recognition of how expansive the MCU got last year. But if you limit it to not having that expectation of a season two for every show, it'll cut down on the amount of buy-in an audience has to have to catch up on stories of, okay, I only need to watch this series for this movie or so on. Not, oh, I have six seasons of a show to catch up on kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my answer. Yeah. So... Uh my trip up and what changes the answer for me, uh-huh, not changes it, but just made me rethink was 
See, I'm I'm trying to be careful here because I'm bringing this up and 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 I'm not trying to bring it up in in like a trolling way or anything. But our arguments that we've had over Star Wars, Mandalorian, <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, Clone Wars, and Rebels, and because all of those shows shows I mentioned are outside of the movies and they are canon. Yeah, and that's what Disney Plus is. Right, they're outside of the movies and they are canon, and I'm and so it's it's making me think of of uh, seeing that those shows do for me when I'm watching them, and how I view those shows within the larger Star Wars universe definitely had an impact on how I thought the ideal implementation was. But you and I see those shows differently, right? And so that's that's where it was just like, okay, wait a minute. If I was going to side with you, these shows, to me, shouldn't have nearly the impact that I think they should have, ideally. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what's kind of became my hang-up that I was rethinking this question on. I gotcha. I do want to say this, and... This is a conversation that you and I were having because we got on the topic, again, of the Star Wars shows. Uh, One of the things we noted is how The Mandalorian and now The Book of Boba Fett both had eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or I say both. Both series had eight episodes. And we were kind of left lamenting, like, well, how come Marvel, one of the most successful franchises ever, is only getting around six episodes per series? Mm -hmm. But it just came to me. I wonder if that is by design to cut down into the buy-in of the, like, like I said, and I, I know this isn't the case for everybody. Uh, I think I would consider myself of the hardcore MCU fan. Like I am there day one for a lot of the stuff, but even at that, there is an element of like having to binge watch a huge backlog that is off-putting to me despite being that bought in. So I wonder if there is some cognizant choice of doing like all right we're doing six episodes to try and stave off having such a huge backlog to keep up with everything in the mcu yeah well you know what that could be a part of it but it also wondering at least right now it feels like star wars is going to be and i'm not trying to turn this into star wars episode but it feels like Star That's only just been our phone conversations for the past three right. weeks. Right. <laughs> but but no, it feels like Star Wars, to the best of my knowledge right now, is going to be very Disney Plus heavy. And if and when a movie comes down, it's further down the line, whereas we have Doctor we have announced movies coming. So the main source of content's not going to be Disney Plus. And that's right. that's kind of a bonus. So in that sense, stylistically, is different from that universe where it feels like the the bulk of it's going to be Disney Plus here in Star Wars. But one of the things I want to go back to, and again, I'm not sorry, I'm not throwing you under the bus or anything like that. It just it made me think. You were like, I love the Clone Wars, and and I'm not saying you don't, but your point the other night was the prequel trilogy shouldn't have to should be able to stand on its own. Like I shouldn't have yes. to go consume the Clone Wars episodes to make this good. And to me, that's kind of what this, this, this question was circling that, that when you said that popped into my head of like, okay, wait a minute with these Disney plus shows, how important are they? Well, 
man, is this something that needs to be required viewing? To say, like, if the, the prequel can't hold up without the Clone Wars, which I'm not saying I fully agree with you on that, but if I'm going to go with you there, that's kind of what we're looking at here. It's like, at what point do we reach that Disney Plus becomes required viewing for the for the movies? The pushback I have to that is the difference would be the prequel movies came out first. And I think it's safe to say they were universally panned, right? Like, I think that that's a safe read based on how they received at the time. Uh, Yeah, since, I, I don't think that's unfair, actually. And so since then, as you've talked about, The Clone Wars is a show that has come out, an animated show that has filled in a lot of the story and a lot of the gaps and for those prequel trilogies that have fleshed out in the ways that the movies themselves didn't. Mm-hmm. The Clone Wars, to me, is a retroactive fix. Whereas where these Disney Plus Marvel shows are different, or different, I guess I should say, is, for example, we know... Our first example is Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. WandaVision came first. And, it, and we've had our qualms with it, but it's still was solid on its own. If Multiverse of Madness comes out and is not good, even without the help of WandaVision, then I think we start to get into the problems of what I was saying with Star Wars. But I think it is possible for both of these to be good on their own and connected, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does. The only pushback I'd give you on that would be in, in WandaVision in particular the conversations that were coming up about who would have thought this would make me want to rewatch age of Ultron or the added depth between, well, the whole, what is grief if not love persevering? And now if you watch civil war, knowing that like, Oh, that took place in another room while this is conversations going on adds more depth to that movie. So, like, WandaVision did that for previous movies, similar to the Clone Wars. You know, mm-hmm. so, so like, to me, that's it's the same. But moving forward, you know, we've seen between Disney Plus and I'm going to mention something from Spider-Man No Way Home because I'm giving a qualification because right now, moment of recording, it hasn't hit video on demand yet or even DVD or digital sales yet. But between God, but But it is, it was within the trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like between Disney plus no way home and the trailer we've seen for Dr. Strange, we have multiple times where we thought a multiverse was happening. Even go back to far from home. We're like, Oh, multiverse. And we've been hearing about it. And it gets difficult to start pinpointing that storyline in the larger MCU if these aren't must-watch. Does that make sense? It does, but I think that's where we disagree because it's not it's not narrative timeline that I'm concerned about. It is like retro like in a real world time. Mm-hmm. 
Does that make sense? Like it, the the Clone Wars happened after. Yeah. We had already seen the yeah. the, the prequel trilogies kind of thing. But I think that's just that just comes down to where we differ in opinions. Right. Well, no, 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 no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to grant you on the prequel trilogies in the Clone Wars, right? Like, gotcha. well, I disagree. I'm going to grant you on that. But if that's a a a must, like, like to me, that's the that's where what's in the balance here. Looking at the MCU, when you start talking about okay, so if this is propping up the trilogy, and I made the case that Wandavision made these movies better and add depth, you know, similar to here. I think pushing forward is the bigger thing of like, okay, through WandaVision, Loki, we've seen two examples of like, we thought multiverse was happening. Yes. And then we're going to get Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And we've seen that trailer. You haven't seen no way home yet. The trailer itself lends itself to a multiverse. And so there's multiple examples of, and you keep hearing this is what's happening. And it's like, we keep getting there and we stop. We keep getting there and we stop and we haven't really seen it. And so, and honestly, I, I feel like we mentioned setting the stage, Jonathan Majors reprising his role. He who remains like, to me, that was like, boom, we're in multiverse stuff. And so that, you know, I don't see how Loki's not required viewing. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And so that's why, but it's like, uh, but we haven't, that hasn't come up in these other movies and it doesn't seem to like it's going to come up. Um, you know, like Shang-Chi, Loki didn't come up in that. Loki didn't come up in the Eternals. When I say other movies, like Multiverse of Madness, we don't know yet. Right. And so that's, um, and at least from the trailer, it looks like we're bringing back the same Doctor Strange from What If? Yeah. So was the what if required viewing and where the multiverse shattered? Like, and it, so that's, that's why it's, it, it became difficult once you brought that up about like, mm. like, okay, these, you know, these shouldn't have to have these to help prop them up. Um, and whether or not I, I agree, uh, again, I'll grant you that. But now taking that to the MCU, that's what it feels like. That's the line they're trying to walk. And I just don't know how long the MCU will be able to walk that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the fear that that article that I mentioned at the top of the episode is is really putting forward is you have put so many pieces into play now and they've already proved that they can make an interconnected world work with the movies. Um, but this this you know, everything's falling on multiverse of madness. That is going to be the two, the true test of the promise of these Disney plus shows. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? And that's, what's interesting is we, we keep saying that until we watch it. I, I felt like we thought that with Loki, but we didn't see that play out in any of the other movies, like the ramifications. And so right now for Dr. Strange, multiverse of madness, I'd say, it's clearly going to be the most multiverse thing. But is it actually going to be world changing? Mm -hmm. You know, or at the end of Multiverse of Madness, is it going to be fixed? Gotcha. Like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, that's, yeah, a, that's I mean, a lot of building up to just for Doctor Strange. And now it's away. Now it's now we're done. Yeah. 
I mean, so much of the language that I was using throughout the the coverage of the Disney Plus shows was this idea of punting the storylines. What I was referencing is punting to Doctor Strange. So, like, it's kind of the the put up or shut up yeah. aspect of those stories now. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like, especially if, like, Moon Knight doesn't reference it and just kind of stands on its own inside, which is fine. I mean, Moonlight trailer looked fantastic. Right. Right. But, you know, is his, is Moon Knight a result of this, of the end of Loki? Or is that not going to be part of the, the result of end of Loki, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, some of the things, um, you know, is Moon Knight, gonna be this is a weird spinoff of eternals hmm. you know so i'm not sure if i i am following you in that regard like the, the reason why it's easy to go with like your your reason on okay loki built up this thing and it didn't quite go like we thought it was wandavision built up this thing and it didn't go quite like we thought it was I think because of the language of the multiverse, that's why it feels so tied in. But I don't know. That's why it feels so tied into the Doctor Strange movie. But I don't know if there's any baggage on Moon Knight to be tied into Eternals or any of those other ones, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that starts to get into it. Un- like, like, I don't think everything needs to be referential to each other, but because of the nature of the the scale that they were playing with and those other entries it is a little more in the targets than some of the other shows. Yeah. Well, and again, I bring those up because like you said, how, how grand a scale the end of Loki was you're led to believe and how big a scale the end of Eternals was. Okay. I can go out on that limb with you because, and again, uh, Eternals has been on Disney plus out for a week, so it's no longer, necessary to put it behind the spoiler zone that is a huge event of having a celestial half born and left in the ocean uh turned into a stone it is surprising like it's not been brought up uh Mm -hmm. in other stories and it could be it's like you have to juggle production times and in contrast to when people are actually viewing things um but if we are going to be in this connected universe of the MCU, stuff like that, I think, does matter. And I know that's not, we're kind of getting away from the Disney Plus aspect of it, but that is kind of as big as multiverse stuff. Yeah. Scale-wise. Well, well yeah, and and that's what I mean, like, you know, how important these are. I, I feel like, and I'm not, you know, when I mentioned about um, Moon Knight and the, and the connection there... It doesn't have to be connected, right? Like, but I'm just wondering, like, at this point, because those were global events, you know, and I and I get Loki wasn't a global event, but it was kind of thing because he's out with the TVA. But that was the sacred timeline that did. That's no more. You, you know what I mean? So it's one of those like gotcha. global events that people don't know about, but it, it should have an impact. Um, and so that's, that's why, you know, it makes you wonder at what point does that ramification show up in the movie that like, oh, you do got to go back and watch Loki mm-hmm. or is there going to be something that, 
Uh, yeah, you got to go back and rewatch um, Eternals or, or whatever it is, you know. Gotcha. Well, I, I think that is definitely on the larger scale impacts of the Disney Plus shows. But what about the smaller stuff like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye? Do you have any ideas on how you'd like to see that implemented? Hmm. Well, Hawkeye, we just need a Kate Bishop movie, Kate Bishop trilogy, ASAP. and just let Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh do their thing. No, honestly, okay, first off, I already mentioned, like, that was my favorite Disney Plus show so far, and I would love to see more of that style that added depth to these characters. Uh, that that we right. already know. Having said that, I love the entry of Monica Rambeau and the way they did that. Um, the way they introduced Kate Bishop was fantastic. You know, Yelena crossing over was good. How would I implement Hawkeye? And well, Hawkeye, what was the other one? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a little bit different than Hawkeye, only that Captain America 4 has been announced for in development. So in, in that sense, we'd be curious to see if they do what the Russos did with Civil War. Which is kind of like, at this point, knowing that we have Avengers 3 and 4 coming, we're just going to have to say, you got to go watch the other stuff. We're like, we're not going to bother. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or will they treat it kind of as an origin story in the Black Panther bold? Where it's like, he's been introduced elsewhere, but you still kind of had this origin of him still needing to earn that place as the king. Yeah from the events of civil war. If they do it that way, it could easily just stand on its own. You don't need Falcon and the winter soldier. So that one is slightly different for the Kate Bishop one. I don't know how you do that one, honestly, without saying, Oh, you got to watch it. Yeah. You definitely get into this air. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. You definitely get into this area where there's almost two aspects to the Disney plus show. There is the deepening of some characters, uh, Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, Loki, Wanda Maximoff, like all those characters will have a deeper understanding if you've watched the Disney Plus shows. Mm -hmm. Kate Bishop, Sylvie, uh, Mobius, Renslayer, like all these other characters, Isaiah Bradley, John Walker, they have had origins in the Disney Plus shows. So it's harder to because we're going to get to some other questions here in a second that that will be specifically about this but when i was going through and sifting through these storylines the common thread that came to mind between what is important what is not important is is this where the character was introduced and it's going to be an interesting juggling act for these movies to incorporate these origin characters because you don't want to retread those storylines like if Captain America 4 comes around and whatever story it is that they're currently pinning deals with having to re uh, or not re deals with having to bring in Isaiah Bradley, it'll be a huge disservice to retread those grounds as though it never happened because it was mm -hmm. so well done. Yeah. Whereas like Sam Wilson, we saw him have the shield given to him. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's caught in this weird gray area. Uh, mm -hmm. And the other example I'll give, I was trying to get us away from the multiverse stuff, but hopefully this is still within the grounded side of things. Um, 
to me, if you have... Wanda is another one of those characters where you can make the logical leap of, okay, she's leveled up, she's the Scarlet Witch now, but if you start going through and referencing Westview... Which the trailer does. Which the trailer does, but you don't give it the service or you haven't watched it, it would be like watching Civil War without understanding Sokovia. Like, you're just missing the foundational piece of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and hearing you talk, part of me says Kate Bishop shouldn't get a movie. How dare you? Um, <laughs> like, like, like it. It sounds crazy. Like, and as much as I want it, but it sounds like, like the just the grounded element and all and all that stuff of what her character was in in this. That like show up in a movie. Yeah, great. But in order to have her own story, I'm wondering if that should just stay Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I, it does, because I, when I was taking my notes, I found myself kind of questioning, like, are we going to see characters just be, and I don't even want to say stuck, but maybe relegated to the Disney Plus side of things? Like, yeah, let's say Loki shows up in Multiverse of Madness. Is it really going to be substantial or are we going to see him pop up and then the next time we get a substantial look at him, it's in season two and he'll just be a Disney Plus character? Well, when I think about what, as I understand it, when I think about what the original Netflix show vision was, they were Netflix and they're in that universe, but they're ground level. They might be mentioned they might someday end up in the the shows, but there's a distinct difference in threat level that they take care of versus others. Mm-hmm. Although watching the show, all three of them could have easily helped in the battle for New York and held their own. Um, <laughs> all four, yeah, I guess. Captain I guess. Dan, I guess Danny ran too, but all four. Uh, <laughs> but you know, for sure, Colleen Wing. Oh man, she. Anyways, but no, and I and I say that. Only because if that was the original plan, are they taking that and putting it in these Disney Plus shows? That you are, like you said, you're like, we'll throw some of these movie characters and throw them into the Disney Plus. We'll bring some over, but to actually get their own movie, they might not, or that might not be part of the original plan. And maybe popularity might get them a movie. But it might not have been originally planned that way. And I, again, that is me speculating, but with the yeah. idea of like it becoming must see TV. Yeah. Or not. I mean, I'll, of course, all of this is us speculating just, just, I mean, I know you have that understanding, but it's always good to kind of set the stage again for the listeners. It's all speculation on our part. And I'll even go on a further limb. I, I wrote my notes one way, but hearing us actually have the discussion, like I'm starting to waver back and forth. Like I was, I resi was resistant to what you were saying about like how important could they be? But I mean, once again, here we are finding ourselves. It's, it's this weird split between where parts of it is super important and parts of it's not, which is such a disservice. Yeah. I think it just, I think it's just going to be one of those, it remains to be seen. Like we just haven't, and, and it's weird. We just haven't had enough content. Um, and, and, there, and, 
and, and the only reason why I put it that way is when you think about what it takes for development, you know, the script writing process, hiring people, the production, post-production, reshoots. When you when you throw all that and you have, you know, Kevin Feige superfans probably master plan and pegboard somewhere, you know, for as much content as we got, when you think about what the what when you think about what those the shows we we have got so far, Moon Knight, which hasn't come out yet is going to be the most original not attached to previous content than any of the other things. Right. And and so that's what I mean of like in a weird way to see fully like what the idea is with the Disney Plus shows. I don't know if we've had enough of them and other movies coming out yet. Cuz Shang-Chi was setting up Shang-Chi. Eternals, you know, is a standalone kind of thing. I mean, it's within the MCU universe, but it's all new characters. Spider-Man No Way Home. It's in the MCU, but it is his individual franchise and third of a trilogy, which you're kind of wrapping up. Again, it's a trilogy. And so you're kind of doing that with a third film. And so, yeah. So like in that weird way, it's, I think it's, it's hard to tell, you know, um, it would be interesting to me. I did mention like, is Moon Knight, and I was being serious. It would Moon Knight reference Eternals, only because part of the backstory of in the comic how he's how he is placed before this statue of an Egyptian moon god, you know, and he is be out doing his mercenary thing, and this other mercenary um, killed an archaeologist. And part of me is like, oh, that would be a really cool beginning, right? Like he's a hired mercenary with an archaeologist, but the things they're looking for are because of what happened with the Eternals. Mm-hmm. And now these archaeological archaeologists know to look for them. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. That would be an interesting connection there. Um, but again, that's a hundred percent speculation on my part with just a little bit of comic book knowledge and saying, okay, you had this world, big world event. Maybe that's what people, how they make that connection to a global event of you have some archaeologists involved and, and that's what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, I just, seriously, I'm not sure if we have enough content, which is really weird to say. Mm-hmm. I think it is equal parts the content we got last year was never intended to all be in one year and so in a weird way it became really condensed and then two a lot of the movies as you put it were wrapping up what came before mm-hmm. um and, i mean with the exceptions of shang chi and well i guess i wouldn't say a lot half of them were wrapping up what came before mm-hmm. the other half were setting up something new but because it is new there are no launching pads to connect right um so, yeah, I, I see what you mean in that regard. And the other thing that I wanted to say uh, and, and kind of a retroactive pullback on the pushback that I had to you earlier with the Eternals and Moon Knight. I mean, look at the post credit scene of Moon Knight. It's not Disney Plus per se, but it is setting up the character Dane with mm-hmm. Blade. Not Moon Knight, and we, Eternals. 
I, I, so yeah, setting up Moon Knight with Eternals. Yeah. No, but you said look at the post credit scene of Moon Knight. Oh, my bad. Thank you. Yeah, yeah the post credit scene of Eternals, uh, setting up Dane. Which I like that you corrected me at that point, as because it almost gives this idea that I've seen Moon Knight somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, setting up the post credit scene where Dane is visited by Blade. We know that they're kind of setting up this horror aspect in the MCU, which might feature uh, Dane as, I think, the Black Knight, Blade, Doctor Strange, and Moon Knight. So even though I was a, a, a defensive about it at first, you're right. I mean, this is another another anchor point for those to connect there. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I was really like I came into my notes. I said this earlier. I came into my notes thinking like, OK, we're going to get a, an answer by the end of this. And I think we're still we're still right back where we started. But like you said, there's just not enough yet. That's OK. I, and I, I think that's OK because we can revisit this. Um, and I think this is a time will tell. And because there's a lot of us that I've heard when I say a lot of us, I mean, listening to other podcasters and talking to other people about this, right? I've, I've heard, um, some people on a podcast that were like, oh yeah, you don't need to watch these at all. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but it could be true. Just like, I, it's, it's really difficult for me to separate the fan of saying, how dare you? You must see these all things, right? Mm-hmm. And Oh, that was my least favorite. Because uh, like, I've gotten to the point where it's pretty known that I love the MCU. Obviously, we've created a podcast about this. And so people who are kind of on the periphery, they'll sometimes ask me, hey, what do I need to watch before this movie? And I hate that question because my answer... like. Give me enough time and I'll find reason to tell you why you need to watch all of it. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah. And so it's like, well, and Amity, you know, she watched Hawkeye and has not seen Black Widow and she thoroughly loved Yelena. And part mm-hmm. of me, like, uh, to really appreciate Yelena, though, you should have seen Hawkeye. I mean, not Hawkeye, um, Black Widow. So. What a slip. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, you know, but you know what I was saying, right? Like it was just like to Mm -hmm. really appreciate Yelena here, you needed to see this. And I'm almost, I'm imagining if we see Yelena and Kate Bishop, if gosh, I hope that's a small if, like when we see Yelena and Kate Bishop again on the big screen, that rapport that they were able to build in Hawkeye should naturally just, they slip right into it. Right. Like, yeah. like you shouldn't have a little back and forth building at this point just for the sake of, Hey, people didn't watch Hawkeye. And so at that point I'm like, yes, it is important. You know, I, and, and I guess, it, I guess it comes down to a question of how important, what, what are you here for? Are you here more for just the popcorn fun or are you here more for, seeing these characters, seeing these characters with depth and the relationships they build and actually take it as a story in that sense. Cause if you're not, and you just want to see a fun special effects action movie, which these are, I guess you don't need that extra added depth. See, see, I can talk myself into both ways at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard to tell. And I, you it was so close to, to getting into the next point that we were going to move to 
but I want to, I'm going to throw another monkey wrench. Like this whole conversation has been based on this idea of setups and payouts, right? Like you set up this character in this, you're going to pay it out in that. And like, you know, how can you do that to an audience that's only seen one? Let's just, let's pretend, let's work in an example where an audience member has only watched the movies and not the show. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that say about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, where it is pretty heavy in the promotional material that America Chavez is in that? Yeah. Like, does that strike it odd to you that and this and this and I want to be perfectly clear because with the Internet, you always need to be clear. There's no issues with me on the character. I'm genuinely excited. What's weird to me is how prominently they're featured in the promotional material. And we have never heard about them at all. Um, and that's not, that's not a a first time case, but because I think we have been conditioned so much about setups and payoffs with characters, it's weird that it, it feels like I missed something. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Well, I would say, you know, when you get more, uh, Mordo and he was like, no, the biggest stretch of this multiverse is you and you have that other Dr. Strange show up, Right. Having watched What If, immediately I'm like, oh, that's this strange. Supreme Strange. How did you get out? Right. Supreme Strange. Mm -hmm. How did you get out? Right. But if you've only watched the movies, it's a very different reaction and a very different, I'm assuming, shock of like, oh, who's this? And you have no context of, of this person's story and why they went to this what drove this strange to that degree? Mm-hmm. And I would argue not just drove him to that degree, but like at the end of what if he kind of re- redeemed himself to a certain degree, you know, yeah. uh, still had consequences for his actions, but you know, there was this redemption thing at the end. So it is, it's, it's really difficult to tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. Um, I I can I can set it this way. We're really gonna have to start earning our name of MCU. Need to know and figuring out a way to how to to present these stories in a way right. that can be beneficial to people. Right. Well, because okay, I'm imagining. I can imagine a world in which I hate Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How dare you? And others love it. What if they start to fill in these gaps? rehashing stuff that I'm like, I've seen what if, why are you showing me this? Mm-hmm. But those who haven't fine. Right. Like, Oh, this is so cool. and so awesome. And I'm like, okay, we've done this. Yeah. You know, but I can also see it going the other way where it's like, you don't do that. And somebody who hasn't watched what if they're like, what, how did this, what, you know? And so again, that's mm-hmm. that, you're right. Multiverse madness is going to be the real test case. Or yeah. at least feels that way right now. Mm-hmm. And again, we put this up on our social media, but I know not everybody uses it. It was a side conversation we had with TK. If we get to Multiverse of Madness and turns out you do need to watch What If, okay, that's fine. I've watched it. I'm not going to be alienated. If it turns out you don't need to watch What If and we are retreading the same ground, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm annoyed. Like, mm-hmm. what was the point of watching the other thing? Um, and man, that sounds so reductive. Like, I, I it's, of right. course, it has its own value, but it's you start to get to recycled storylines. 
Well, and you also get to good storylines that get dismissed. You know, like I brought up, it was like, okay, wait a minute. If he just easily dismisses Westview, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Let's just do this. Man, that's a big moment. That whole arc for for Wanda. That, as we've talked about on our pod about this, it's 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 not fully wrapped up yet. Intentionally so, like the way they left the, the ending. Um, and it feels, to use your term, like it got punted to Doctor Strange. And if there's no mention of that and it's truly, hey, I need your help with this, that really, what it says about WandaVision is a problem. Huge mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Well... <laughs> like you said time will tell this is going to be one of those episodes that will be fun to come back to oh yeah uh at the end of next year and end of next year at the beginning of next year end of this year to see how all these have have come to fruition uh but i think we can go ahead and move into the the last section of this outline that we have and start with this question of of the storylines that we have seen in the disney plus story so far which ones because I, I think we talked about this. We're going to do one and then one honorable mention. Which ones do you think are must-see for the future of the MCU? Um, if you want to do your one, one, I'll do one, and we'll come back and forth. Okay, my one... Just to take some pressure off of you. No, no, no. My, my one is going to be uh, Loki. Because I feel like the way that one ended, that has world-changing ramifications. Mm-hmm. That... The others didn't. Gotcha. So, and I and I realize I'm dismissing what if, but it's hard to tell what that connection is going to be to to multiverse of madness. Where I feel like the end of Loki was very clearly this timeline is broken and split. We know we're seeing who who remains later. We've seen Infinity Stones as paperweights. Like it is truly. To me, that's that's the one that is most important. Must see. Mm-hmm. What about you? You know, I, I'm right in there in that space with you. Uh, you know, if I if I'm picking out storylines within the shows itself, uh, I think the one that is must watch is Sylvie. Uh, again, it's it's similar to what you were talking about with Loki, but Sylvie, and I feel free to correct me if I'm wrong is the first variant that we see to such a degree. One that we see and get to know as much as we do. And the way her story ends and that choice that she makes at the end to do away with he who remains is so pivotal. That completely makes sense. I mean, my I had a similar line of thinking, again, for saying Loki, because of, no, again, he who remains, Kang. Jonathan Major showing up in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania when you see what that ending is and knowing that he's going to show up again later, the, the far reaching ramifications, uh, just like with Sylvie being a variant. Um, and while seeing other Loki variants, this one, we really get to know, uh, we know that these variants are out there. So like, so I think we're in the same, same space there just with different characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's an argument that could be made of, you know, he who remains, we know Jonathan Majors is playing him. He's going to 
uh, quote-unquote reprise his role in Quantumania, but the nature of the character is that they are different. Like, that's all variants, right? They're all their own individual characters. <laughs> so to me, the most important one is is starting with that first one. Yeah. Which I'm curious. I, I, I staged it as, the, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'd be very curious to see if people want to put forth that Thanos or Nebula or any of the characters we ran into whenever the characters went back in Endgame are the first variants in the MCU. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say no, but okay. Okay. We'll save it for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it won't take long. Okay, Actually, go ahead. I'm, I'm just, because where we get the term variant from with the TVA, and that's a, that's a straying from the timeline, if them going back was supposed to happen, if that makes sense. That's a good That point. was going to be allowed to go. Right. And so I, I think you have to function on, at least at that point within the continuity, that that's not a variant because otherwise you get into the mess of like, oh, wait, that should have been stopped. Right. But they allowed it to go. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So never mind. They won't be the, the first variants. Yeah. So what about your honorable mention? Honorable mention? This is where it's going to get real interesting. I'm very curious to see where this goes. Honorable mention, I'm going to say Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Because of the character development we get out of uh, Winter Soldier and White Wolf, the new suit for, which some of the stuff you've already mentioned, the new suit for Sam, um, the struggle like in him willing to take the mantle of Captain America, uh, the stuff he went through and learned through fighting Carly, through his interactions with Isaiah Bradley, you know, to, 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 as you said earlier, to, to basically sweep that under the rug and say, you don't have to watch that to watch Captain America four just seems like a huge disservice to a really good. I mean, say what you want about the, about the series itself in relation to the others. But it's a really good storyline and you really get good development out of Sam and Bucky that it's a shame that 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 would be the one to get swept under. Um, And again, nothing against Wanda and things at Westview. My impression from the trailers, it's already getting swept under. Nothing against Hawkeye and Kate Bishop and, and stuff, but it feels like those are a little bit easier. You can roll in and kind of do some quick exposition and you're, you're up and running. Um, whereas Falcon, the winter soldier is definitely honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Yours honorable mention. My honorable mention party is Thor. going, going to party Thor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to cheat. This is not my honorable mention, but I'm going to just say it quickly. There is a part of me when I was writing my notes that, was mentioning the watcher as a potential must see oh, okay. because if it if it is true that the what if characters are coming into multiverse of madness the universal constant and what if is the watcher mm-hmm. so that becomes must watch because the only way that will work is if there is a definitive version both in animation and live action right 
And I'd be glad uh, to see Jeffrey Wright live action do The Watcher. 100%. But my my other honorable mention is I'm going to go with Hawkeye. Uh, we already talked about Kate, so I'm going to go ahead and go to the other end of the spectrum. And that is because it is the first time we are seeing Marvel Studios fully integrate the Netflix shows mm-hmm. with Kingpin. Um, that is something that has been up in the air for a long time. Uh, I'm, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of litigating what is or isn't canon, but it is the first confirmation in years, I think, that this is part of the MCU. So if you have a character like this pop up elsewhere, if you're going to have to reset up the... I don't even want to say surprise, but the reaction of like, oh my God, they're, it's here. Yeah. It's retreading similar ground again. Oh yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, that's my honorable mention. Yeah. Which again, my issues with favorite Disney plus show Hawkeye, but my issues with how they handled to Kingpin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But that's a good pick and a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would just be weird of like, I guess that's what my, my keep coming back to is the feeling of retread. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go first. Which stories are possible for logical leaps to be concluded, but the details will be richer if you've seen it? Hmm. Man, you know what kills me? I'm going to go. It's funny. I just ended with this one. I'm going to go with Hawkeye and Clint. Mm-hmm. Because I said it so much during our coverage that I loved watching the public perception of people going from calling him Hawkeye to being able to refer to him as Clint Barton. Yeah, uh, I even mentioned on our wrap up that Hawkeye to Clint Barton is what Captain America the Winter Soldier is to Captain America. Like it is the moment I think that character started getting the respect that they deserve. Yeah. But when you think about what all that's happened in that show, I feel like it's something that you can write quick dialogue, quick, efficient dialogue in the next movie he appears in and get it like, oh, okay, he's he's picked up a uh, I don't even want to say sidekick, but a a partner who who works under the Hawkeye name as well. Um, It feels like you will have a better understanding of him if you've seen Hawkeye. But you should be able to pick up wherever he pops up next. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that was my first pick as well. Um, Oh, wow. And and it's my favorite Disney Plus show. Um, Yeah. Because I'm with you. I feel like with dialogue. Well, and I said it kind of joking of like, okay, should Kate Bishop get her own movie or should she just show up in movies and have Disney Plus shows? Um, And and part of me thinking I bring that up because it is – yeah, you could, like you said, with some dialogue in a scene in a very efficient way, give the audience what it needs to know and just move on. And if you want more depth, go watch this. I, I think it's really set up well to do that, and it pains me to say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, do I need to move to your honorable mention, or was that your choice? That's my choice. My honorable mention is going to be WandaVision. Oh, I'm so curious. In terms of like, and part of this is unfair because part of this is my assumption of how WandaVision is going to be treated in Multiverse of Madness. Right. 
and it so it and it feels like at this point like i i'm i'm making an honorable mention cuz because i don't think you should i think it was such a good story and to see wanda struggle with grief and the use of grief as a big bad but in terms for wanda's story i feel like they could they're going to find a way around it so that's why i say Honorable mention, put it in this category. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, like looking ahead to other Disney Plus shows, it doesn't work. I don't see how you're going to watch House of Harkness without watching this show. But that's one mm-hmm. Disney Plus to the next show. And here we're, we're more worried about getting into the movies. So so that's that's the honorable mention I'm going to have to go with. Is, is much Both both of them are painful. Because mm-hmm. so, those are really good shows. Yeah. So the reason I got so excited and said this is going to be interesting is my honorable mention comes from WandaVision as well. Uh, But like I said, I got a little bit more granular. And what you just ended on, I think the one that I'm going to go with for honorable mention as far as which one will be more rich if you've seen it, but ultimately you don't need to. Agatha Harkness. I think you can set up that character because so much of it was left nebulous in terms of motivations and origins outside of what we got with the Salem trial. I could totally see coming into that character with efficient writing of setting them up outside of their interplay with Wanda. It will be better if you know what that is, especially whenever they team up later or not team up, but interact later. But I think that is a character that is still left in an area to be reestablished without needing to see what has come before. Right. Yeah. And again, the only issue I had with naming heart, Agatha Harkness is that the show is still going to be a Disney plus show. And mm-hmm. so in my head, I was kind of locked in or going to the movies. Um, mm-hmm. And so I honestly thought you were going to bring up Monica Rambeau. That one I actually have in the must watch. Okay. Uh, because again, it's in the it, their characters' origins are in the show. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how you retread that uh, without needing to see the original one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the Marvels—that's going to be another interesting test case. Uh, I'll just say that because with Miss Marvel showing up and Monica Rambeau showing up, and Miss Marvel, I said Miss Marvel. Did you? Yeah, I said Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau showing up. Oh, my bad. No, it's okay. Um, but I mean, you get the idea, right? Like having them both Disney right. Plus shows coming and showing up. Uh, so yeah, that is it's tricky. Yeah, that's, that's going to be another test case movie. What's great about it is it feels like this is conversations that are actually being had in the production side of Marvel Studios, but we just get to have this stress for free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Kevin Feige, super fan, is like, I can't listen to this episode. I'm bringing work life home. <laughs> oh, man. Well, unless there's any parting words, I think that might wrap up this episode. No, let's uh, let's land it. All right. Well, if you want to chime in uh, with what you think are the most important storylines or the storylines that can be written away with 
quick dialogue in the future appearances, let us know. Uh, you can reach us at MCU Need to Know on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's a great place to connect with us as well as get extra content from this show that does not make it into the final cut of the podcast feed. So if that's interesting to you, uh, go ahead and give us a follow. It will greatly help us grow the show. Be sure to join the Discord. Link's in the bottom of the show notes where you can find a wonderful community to talk about MCU, all kinds of things. Of course, leave a rating review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on the SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Jude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Trey. We'll see you all next week. And of course, you can always, uh, okay. And of course, be sure to join the Discord, links in the bottom of the show notes, where you can find a wonderful community to talk about MCU, pets, weather, all kinds of things. Um, make sure you leave a rating and review, spot fast, spot fast. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That made me so happy for some reason. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I think it was because I was already still giggling of of you mentioning the Discord as a place to talk to us about the weather. And then you said spot fast. <laughs> I have the weather on my mind because of the icing. Uh, I know. Absorb. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. It got me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and call myself, or at the very least, mute myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let me. Okay. <clears throat>